got news for you. Um, what? The marathon, I finished line getting changed again. Again? Where is it moving from and to? <laughs> they don't know where because the day that they have it, because if they uh-huh. had it where it was last year, there's a pirate game. Oh, yeah. You can to have a pirate game and the marathon at the same time. Yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> The parking authority won't let you do it. Like, it's it's foreboding. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So they're back to square one. They don't even know where they're going to have it. They were thinking about maybe Point Park finishing down at Point Park. Can you just imagine those massive people going down to Point Park? Because it's hardly, it hardly has enough people to hold the great race. I mean, it's hardly enough area to hold the great race. Right. I know. They're having a big race, and they've changed the finish line. But they're quite, not quite sure where they're putting it yet, Scott. Yeah. They could just move it back to where it was before. Yeah. They're just dumb. No, I think the way they moved it was a smart move. I just, it's just, you know, they don't, they have to find out what the schedule is. So I, I, know, I don't know what I'm going to do this year, though. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm going to do the half marathon. I think I'm going to try and run the 5K. I think that's my goal. The one that they have on Saturday. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Because A, um, my project will be in the middle of go live and I don't think I'm going to have the time to train on the weekends to, to do the 13 mm-hmm. miles. So okay. I still want to participate, but I think I'm going to do the 5k and I think I'm going to aim to try and run it. That's cool. sort of my goal Good for you. So Good for you. that's what I've been kicking around. And I wanted to talk to you guys about December. Should I block out all of December and then we'll just do a Christmas episode somewhere in there, but not have a regular podcast time. Is there a story that we, that takes us through December? Like, I mean, if it's the first week of December, we're finishing up a story. I think that would be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I should be okay. Pretty much through December. I think. Cause there's no baseball. There's no baseball. So I'm okay. (laughs) I love you guys. (laughs) There's hockey though. There's hockey, but we can watch that on TV. Um, yeah, we can watch hockey and talk hockey while we do podcast. Yeah. I So I wrote, I found, I can't talk today. So we really need to talk through so I have, I can speak articulate, <laughs> articulately later. So I saw that you posted what um, Jules, po- like that, that link that Jules had. Can you to the, one? Yeah, it was so adorable. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it nice? And I. I like the sparkly poo, like, that's in that house of, of Hogwarts. That the whole thought process has made me laugh more than anything ever. Anyway. Oh, I'll have to go back and so, read those. I only read the Hufflepuff one. Yeah. So, do you know what the house of sparkly poo is? No. It's the Mary Sue I don't even know if I want it's to know. Mary yeah, it's the Mary Sue okay. Yeah. It was just like, well, all perfect. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Their color is pink. Yeah, it is yeah. a unicorn. Well, that sounds like a poofle podcast. I think we need to put it somewhere. We need to put it somewhere, I think. Anyway, so. There's an original comic that started the concept, and then there's another comic in which they have a problem because there are getting to be too many Mary Sues and Sparkly Poo, and they all start losing their Sueness and have to be. I think it's the head of house ends up taking them all out so she can become the only Sue again. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Oh my god. It was really funny. So I friended Jules on on Live Journal, mm-hmm. and so randomly, I last a couple weeks ago, and th- this is the whole story. I'm a terrible storyteller. I'm sorry. So we'll edit it so you sound uh, coherent. Coherent. Thank you. So 
a couple of weeks ago, I was watching Say Yes for the Dress, which is a show on TLC where women go to the bridal store and they're trying to find their, their wedding gowns. Right. And this girl took her twin brother and other assorted family members. And she was just like, not, she tried on a dress, it showed too much boob. She tried on a dress, well, that shows your butt. And like, it was just like different things. Like he wasn't having any of it. He basically wanted her wrapped up in a big white sheet that didn't show anything. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I was like, what would happen if Ginny went to the bridal store with all of her brothers? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there is so, a plot bunny yeah so I wrote it out so I remember the plot bunny I was like so I'm having a plot. the plot bunnies are attacking and what would ha- I'm watching say yes to the dress what would happen and and uh, Jules was like you have to do this so I've been thinking about it all day if like how to start it because I kind of want to start it and, and frame it like an episode so I have to watch more episodes to like get the tone mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what to call the store because I want it to be an offshoot of Madame Malkin's right you know, so, what you should do is really, I mean, put it in the mind of the wedding consultant, how she, how Jenny is dealing with all her brothers. Oh, yeah. That is a good in that point of view. Yeah. In that point of view. And at the very end, Jenny does the bat bogey curse for all her brothers. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's what she said. So I'm probably going to be, you know, reaching out for any little, like, ideas or, or thoughts. But I'm going to write it because I think it's going to be fun. It sounds fun. I wonder if their bridal shop is affiliated with Madame Petticoat. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Well, that's kind of, no, no, I don't think so. I think Madame yeah. Malkin, but I don't know. Yeah, Mad- I suppose that's a Madame Malkin's Diagonale. Yeah. yeah. The only other clothing store we know of is Gladrikes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you'll just have to make some up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking of playing off, like, the Malkin thing. And going with like something that rides with bridal, like Mistress Falcon's bridal or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. So I'm thinking about it. I just haven't had a chance to really sit down and write anything out yet. But Jules is pushing me to do it. So therefore, I guess I must. You better. You have to listen <laughs> to Jules. I know. <laughs> and she'll even beta it for you. But. Okay. You gotta send it to her all at once because I sent her my It's Magic and she never, (laughs) she never read the end of it, I don't think. Because I had, I didn't have it finished when I sent her the beginning. Then, you know, her family, something went crazy and she was gone and I just put it up last half unbaited. Scott liked it, so I guess it's cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It made me laugh. That's good. How about we start this one? That'd be good because Trisha would like to go to bed before, you know, it's already, what, 10 there? Yeah. Talk fast. yeah. Guess I should go back to the first chapter then. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Okay. Why and another news, we have Ryan on board for next week. Woohoo. I'm yeah. going to read that one. It's a one shot. It's easy. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's not happy. Okay. Because it's Voldemort killing Amelia. That's what the story is. Oh, I read that oh, one. Yes, I remember that one. It's very good, but it's not a happy one. So, okay, find the fic. Here we go. Back okay. to the prologue. This is about the only thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with him. I I understand why he's going back to the prologue, and you get a different point of view, but it's really starting to irritate me. <laughs> I thought it was hey, kind I'm of so intriguing, happy actually. He's like, 
I'm happy that he's just two chapters away from finishing the whole kit and caboodle. So, yeah, Trisha uh-huh. hasn't started the last story yet. No, I ju- I'm just finishing. I, I was just telling Sue, I just found out that I can listen to my um, reader at work because I'm so used to taking my text reader and putting it into my iPod. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, I can have it read it to me at work. Duh. <laughs> yeah. That works. Oh, well. It's a little work. shift of perception. All right. Here we go. For Friday, July 27th. This is episode 148 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story hey, never Ron. ends. The next time, yeah. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's we'll start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yeah. Okay, what did I miss? My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> oh, Shit. <laughs> I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Potterfic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Potterfic Weekly, where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potterfic. Hey, which one are we on? <laughs> uh, Revelation. Okay, I was going to go straight to a traitor. <laughs> no. That's going to confuse right. you. We'll always laugh before the end. Father, think we please. Where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. This is Holler's Gal. <laughs> and today. We are going to be uh, discussing the third book of the Bear series, Harry Potter Revelation. And this is the final one we're doing for our podcast series, but he's written several other ones if you want to keep reading and see what goes on. And Watch I, it. You'll get sucked in. Yeah, you will, too. I'm uh, on phoenixsong.net, but Trisha is reading it on the Sugar Quill. Yeah, that's where I was reading it. So, so you've got options. Yes, we have options. So we start off with our prologue, which is once again telling a little bit more about what happened on October 31st, 1981. Mm-hmm. And this time it's from Peter's point of view. Yeah, because he had been told to wait in the bushes until Lord Voldemort was done and he would deal with him when he was done. Which, of course, you're going to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll punish you in five minutes. Wait here. <laughs> it's, yeah. 
It's like, uh, <laughs> go out there and pick yourself a switch and come back and I'll beat you with it. Yeah, that's why you pick the, the flimsiest one that it would break like instantly on your butt the first time. Mm-hmm. I guess Peter figures he'd track him down anyway, so he might as well stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's being a rat hiding in the bushes and uh, he sees the flashes. I don't know if rats can see color, but I don't think anyone's researched that one way or the other. So, And then there's a cold wind, which we know is Voldemort being a disembodied swoosh like they did in the first movie. Yes. And then he waits around for a while and nothing else happens and he's a little nervous, shall we say. He's always nervous. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he is. I can always see him wringing his hand. Yeah. <laughs> So he decides to go in, see what's going on. Uh, he'll take the extra punishment if he has to, and he discovers two dead bodies, a live baby, and some empty robes. Right. And that sounds like a really bad comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and Voldemort's wand. So he picks that up because he knows he'll get rewarded for finding it, mm-hmm. which explains why it's there and why the Priory and Contatum thing works out in book four or would have worked out in book four right. except he has a different plan he decides he'd better hide this potter kid and then he'll be able to present him to his master whenever he shows up again and so he casts some appearance charms on him so he looks different takes him out of there and then blows up the room so nobody can tell what happened right he seems to be fond of blowing things up he does he does indeed. Apparently that was just the one spell that he mastered. <laughs> Apparently. Although he's done a pretty good job with the spells that he does because he goes to bed and poor Harry, he's screaming his head off. So he puts a silencio on him and Peter goes to bed and he gets up the next morning and Harry's still screaming. And he's on a chair where he just kind of got left the night before. And I kind of wonder, you know, he's... One, but he'd still be, you'd think he'd be old enough to get off a chair. So I wonder if maybe he'd been spelled onto the chair as well. And so he, he puts the charm on him and changes his hair color and his eye color. And then he puts a charm on him that he can't be tracked. Mm-hmm. You sort of wonder where he found that out, but he must have been researching some interesting things and come mm-hmm. across that or well- something. Well, okay, so let's put into perspective here. The Marauder's maps can track people. Right. So maybe, you know, if you think about it, maybe it, he knew some things used. and it was mm-hmm. part of the spell. And maybe it's, you know, crucio, crucioff. Like, you know, it's just there's a counter. To- <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the one thing that people kind of disregard is because Peter is – Slow compared to James and Sirius, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a horrible student entirely. Mm-hmm. So if he could have his own specialties and stuff that he knew how to do. I've seen Fix where he is the one in charge of them getting somewhere without getting caught because he's good at sneaking around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that would make sense because he's a rat. Like I, I'm not a fan of Peter. However, you know. It, if you put into perspective to an outside person who might not know, like, so let's say we, you know, we didn't know anything about Harry Potter. Ron would look pretty dumb against Hermione. Oh, but yeah. Ron's not stupid. 
So, you know, it's all upon who you're compared to. Like, I don't think that Peter, Peter may have struggled, but he still became an Animagus. He still was, you know, put stuff into that map. You know, mm-hmm. he was a part of them and he contributed. Now, it's just they, it might not have always been as great as things as, as everyone else does. I mean, not everyone can be the leader of the pack. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. It, it's it's just that it was what happened that led him to Voldemort. But it, it is something that he's not a dribbling troll on the side that just kind of tagged along. Like, he participated. So mm-hmm. it's not a goyle. Goyle rules. Right. No, yeah. it's not a goyle. They were utterly shocked when it turns out he's the one who betrayed them all. So um, it's not like they all just sort of let him hang around and he was no use. Uh, people just put him that way and fixed because nobody likes him because he betrayed them all. I have to say, it's going to be interesting as we get to Prisoner of Azkaban in Pottermore, you know, to kind of see what J.K. says about him and the backstory. Like, it might be interesting. I'm not saying it's going to be sympathetic because I don't mm-hmm. think that what he did deserves sympathy, but it might just help explain the psyche behind the person. And I think right. that's more fascinating than, than just hating him. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of things, he's more human than all the other ones, all the other characters, mm-hmm. because he, he has He's not gonna. He he's not superhuman. He makes he makes mistakes. And again, it's the the whole choices thing. He cho- yes, he chose the wrong things to do. But he's more human than everybody else. He's more of the average Joe. And he's not he's not super good looking. He's not. No, you're I right. He like his, his counterpart is Neville, but Neville yeah. chose the right things where he right. chose the bad. So he's there's they they're the parallels of each other. They're mm-hmm. foils of each other, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're completely right. Like, it is all in our choices. And we learn that in the first book. It's like, it's it's not what's right and what's wrong. It's what's right and what's easy. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be an underling to someone with power. It is very easy just to go along with what the leader says. You know, I mean... And it's very easy to say, hey, I just did what he told me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter does that in this fic. He says, well, he feels regret as he steps over James lying on the floor. But he says, well, I had to or I wouldn't have survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's decided that survival is more important than friendship. And that's his sort of big problem. That's his goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it might actually be interesting to, I don't know if anyone would actually write it, but to have a series of, you know, Peter Pettigrew and the Hogwarts Express or whatever, um, where he's, because you were talking about him being sort of more like the ordinary person, and that's kind of where Harry comes in as well. That's why he can be a viewpoint character is because he he comes into things not knowing any of this stuff and is amazed and has things explained to him and goes through and learns as he goes. Mm-hmm. And if Peter had uh, gotten the protagonist contract or whatever, he might have uh, <laughs> a little differently. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think that there are many times in history where 
not in history, we'll say in literature, where you have, like, the protagonist be someone like Peter, and you understand what they're going through, and you can sympathize. It's just, in this case, he's a caricature of choices that we've all made. Mm -hmm. You know, choices, you know, in light of this week, it's the choice to go into a building that a jet just crashed into and try and save people or run the other way like hell. Like, I mean, it's all choices. Right. You know, See, I'm making you come over to the dark side. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? What's choices, the dark side? Choices. 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 You're the dark side? <laughs> yeah. Do you have cookies? I, I only cookies. come I over to the dark side if they have cookies. We do have cookies. Okay. We even got cupcakes. We've got chocolate chip cookies. I have oatmeal cookies. Ooh, yeah. I've been wanting I've been wanting to make those for so long. I'm gonna have to put raisins on my list. Oatmeal raisin cookies. There you go. <laughs> That's what mom made the other day. Anyhow, They're I suppose there. we should move on with the actual fic. <laughs> They're out there yakking in the yard so I can hear them. It's always fun when they do that. So Peter uh notices he's up and he's, you know, doing all these things and all of a sudden there's a noise and he looks outside and there's a very large black dog and he panics and grabs, make sure the master's wand is safe in its hiding place, grabs the boy and leaves to the back door, and runs like heck. So mm-hmm. I love that he had to make liberal use of the obliviation charm when he ran into some, or when some muggles took an unnecessary interest in him running down the road with a screaming child in his hands. Uh-huh. Then he, so he sticks him in a bush and runs off. Yeah, because he's going to go deal with Sirius, and then he'll come back. Unfortunately, he doesn't make it back. And then we move to chapter one. And it is July 10th, 1994. Mm -hmm. Adam's been hearing some strange noises that woke him up. And he thinks at first maybe he heard Ginny, but she obviously wouldn't be awake at six in the morning because that never happens. Mm -hmm. And he decides he doesn't want to be awake at six in the morning either. So he goes back to bed. But after an hour, he just can't stand it. and He's got to get up. And it's, you know, the house is completely silent, which he thinks is strange because usually Mrs. Weasley's at least up. And he goes down to the living room and pushes open the door to the kitchen. And as he walks in, he hears, happy Happy birthday! birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And leaps a foot in the air. Or backwards or whatever. And they have planned a surprise birthday for him. Probably Ginny planned this. Mm Mm-hmm. Most likely. And he's completely shocked. And the, he has presents and everything. Mm-hmm. And he'll get birthday dinner the next comes to dinner. and yeah. So he figures it's the best birthday ever. Of course. It's probably yeah. one of his few birthdays. So. And then, I got pre- I can only just say, I got presents? Yeah. Aww. Aww. And then yep. we jump to August 12th where we have Hogwarts Letters. Yay. I still don't know his name. It's the no-name kid. It's- Mr. No Name. Yeah. And in these letters, of course, are the permission forms to go into Hogsmeade. And he has no one to sign his permission letter, so he's not quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Mrs. Weasley said she'd ask Professor Dumbledore, I was pretty sure they weren't going to let him go. Yeah. When reading this and I think of the stories, I'm like, wait a minute, no! And I'm like, oh, yeah. Serious okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah, but like, <laughs> It's really funny because this is the story that really diverges, mm-hmm. and it it's an interesting of where the canon is right now because 
in the canon, he would have been a fourth year. Right. And now he's a third year. So it's kind of interesting how we're going to go down this path mm-hmm. to get yeah. to points that we know all too well during the, you know, during the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the events from Harry's original third year and his fourth year are happening at the same time. Yeah, they're kind of combining. Kind of fun. Yeah, kind of like a yeah. I think, I think of that's what makes this one kind of awesome is you take a little threat from A and you take a little threat from B and some and he kind of combined them well together mm-hmm. to get yeah, it, I always, to get the story. I like where to see what he's. I like well, how he's going to put stuff together because it's very uncanon but canon all at the same time. Yes, right. yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it the, makes if sense. If this really happened, a, yeah, yeah, it works from a story point of view as well because assuming nobody had spilled the beans somehow. No one was going to make a big plot to put Adam Winters in the Triwizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. But if you were just having a year when they went to Hogwarts and went to the World Cup and went to and got to watch all the Triwizard Tournament stuff, it wouldn't be as interesting a story. Right. So they've taken the sort of movable threat from the third book and moved the impetus into this year so that we've got Sirius Black is coming and the Dementors are around while the Triwizard Tournament is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And so then we we move again and um, Arthur comes home. It's August 17th and Arthur comes home and he's like, Hello, Wheezies! I've got fantastic news! And he lets Tickets to the World Cup. Yep, he's got tickets. For everybody. And so off they're going to go. One little thing that I noticed that I would nitpick is that Adam doesn't know what apparition is, but he knows that form of the word when the only thing that's been said in the previous conversation is apparate. If I was writing it, what I would have done is say, have him ask what's apparating and have Mr. Weasley say it's apparition, but uh, this is what it is, Mm -hmm. you know. Just putting that little correction in there because Adam doesn't know. Right. Anyway, we move on to the day of the Quidditch World Cup, and they all have to troop up the hill, same as in the right. ordinary book, except that Adam gets introduced as a friend of Ginny's as opposed to another friend of Ron's. And uh, and Cedric doesn't really know who he is. Mm-hmm. He already knows who Cedric is because of the Quidditch Cup the last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and they had won. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get a hold of the port key, and of course, you know, they hit the ground and fall, and everything's weird. And Ginny crashes on top of his chest, and he kind of looks up and he's like, absolutely amazed that Arthur didn't fall over. How could you not have fallen over? But, mm-hmm. And they, and then they have their tents with the huge insides, which mm-hmm. he thinks are amazing, but. First, he has to figure out how to put up, because Arthur has no idea how you put up a tent, and <laughs> neither does Adam, really, and neither does Simrani, really, so it sort of goes a little uh, weird for a bit. But they manage to get everything up with only a few bashed limbs, and <laughs> Adam decides he is never, ever going to let Mr. Weasley anywhere near a mallet again. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was cute. That <laughs> me was my favorite. Somehow, I imagine like a Three Stooges skit with Mr. Weasley and the mallet. Like, it just seems to fit. Yeah. The, the twins had to get okay. it somewhere. 
<laughs> okay, Harry's Mo. I think Mr. Weasley would be he's Curly. Larry. He's gonna be no, Larry. I think okay. That'd be Larry. Or Hermione's Curly. Okay. Bald Hermione, that'll be fun. Alright. You gotta write about that now. You name it. <laughs> We're starting all kinds of things. <laughs> oh dear. Ten points if we get a three stooges fic out of this podcast. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They got the, the tense up and I love him. You know, they're two men tense and Adam's like, how's this going to work? And coin a Doctor Who phrase since I'm reading Doctor Who fic and I know this now. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a bigger on the inside thing. I've read like fic in which um, the doctor gets a little bit miffed with J.K. Rowling for stealing so many things from the Time Lords. J.K. Oh, that would be fun. I was thinking about you have to. She's met a time lord at some point. Those. You have to share those because I think that that would be kind of awesome. Because I was thinking about that. It, what would happen if Doctor Who, aka David Tennant, Doctor Who, somehow landed in like the year of Goblet Fire? Like, how would that work? He'd be helping in the maze. You know he would. <laughs> yeah. He'd be in there with the sonic screwdriver, making new holes so they could get through quicker. <laughs> It's like the uh, things that got posted in the distraction thread where it turns out Barty Crouch Jr. really is the doctor or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be in quite the same role, though. He'd have to be a little different. Yeah. But. No, but I thought about that. I was like, well, they go to alternate universes. Couldn't mm -hmm. they go to a magical alternate universe? And why doesn't he go to Harry Potter? So, well, the doctor if you reads share the that, Harry Potter books, thing. though. That's fine. The doctor yeah. reads the Harry Potter books. That's he right. read book seven before it was out. Oh, that's right. I think I heard about that. So, magic and stuff. It's a surprise. It's all a bit Harry Potter. Wait till you read book seven. Oh, I cried. And I, I figure um, she must have met a Time Lord at some point, and she stole the bigger on the inside thing and apparently in the earlier series that I haven't seen they have things called time rings that act very much like port keys yeah. so there's that too right. I don't know should share these fix though Scott the Poofwa Nation needs to know <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I can find those references I'm not sure it's been a while since I read them but okay yeah. so they, that's your task they head uh, off to the uh, match because they, they've taken a little nap and they've gone off to get water and stuff and but now it's time to go through, through the tents and all that sort of thing mm -hmm. Jenny's bought him a hat yes she's been saving her pocket money for it and they go up to the top box and the kids are just you know in awe they're sitting in the corner and just drooling basically all over everything until <laughs> Lucius and family wander in and that makes, yeah, Ginny upset, but she says, just ignore him. And, of course, then Ron and Hermione come over because he's, you know, looking at Hermione like she's not good enough to be in there. And Ginny's like, yeah. just ignore them. And Scabbers is here. <laughs> oh, it's she's, the very, she's, very, she's very much um, very Hermione-esque mm -hmm. at that point. Just yeah. ignore them. Just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> Then, of course, the Vila come out and Adam's... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait! Wait! <laughs> so, after all of this, there you go. they all sit down 
and Scabbers peeks out of, right. of Ron's pocket. Yes. And he's Don't like, why did your you bring... Point, Ron. So, <laughs> why did you bring Scabbers, Ron? Well, he might like to see the World Cup. He <laughs> 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 gets so, his picture taken because the press are there to take pictures of the minister. So he remember. And Bagman and all of them come in. Right. A picture was taken. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Scabbers out. A picture was taken with Scabbers out. Okay. Moving on. Is that <laughs> important? <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. And I love that the. Uh, uh, scabbers almost jumps over the rail. Yeah. So the Vila work on Boy Ranch. <laughs> I know. Too bad it didn't happen. Uh, what would have, I mean, what, that would have been an interesting little plot twist. If he jumped over the rail, it would be suicide. But that would ruin everything, so we or can't have it. Oiled by Vila. Or <laughs> get on that. <laughs> and, and the the Irish team mascots come out and they're throwing the gold and Ginny says, Don't don't bother getting it, it'll disappear in a couple hours and and Ron's like frantically gathering it and Adam's like, So we're not telling Ron and she's like, No <laughs> Of course not. Poor. And the match goes on and then we skip to them getting woken up that night because yes. the Death Eaters are on their little rampage. They are. And she gets separated quickly. Adam comes back for her. Yep. And they manage to stick together. But once again, they're witness to the conjuring of the Dark Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out that Adam's wand was used because Winky really doesn't care that it's Harry Potter she's stealing a wand from. She's just the convenient person. Right. Yep. Doesn't and matter. so he and gets Harry- in more trouble than he did as Harry because nobody knows him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they actually and so, off. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, here, here's a big difference is that Adam's a no one, and this is how they would treat no one. And, like, you know, Arthur just can't explain it away. It's Harry, you know, that's how, how we get out of that situation. It's like, it's Harry Potter. It's my children. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do this. They don't know Adam from a hole in the ground. They just, all signs point to yes, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a kid who has no idea what the dark mark is. Argument doesn't hold water with Barty Sr. So Dumbledore has to step in and convince. I imagine it's Amelia at this point. Mm -hmm. We hear later that he's head of the department has agreed to let him out anyway. I kind of wonder if Dumbledore revealed who Adam is at all or if he was just being extra convincing. I probably was being colder. Mm -hmm. Because it's his phrasing when Mm -hmm. he comes to pick up Adam, let me just check. This is in the next chapter because right. they take him away. Ginny's very upset, and Arthur follows along to uh, make sure he doesn't get too mistreated. Yeah, because they're gonna—they're not. You know, this is Barty. Yeah. Throw him in jail now and ask questions later. Yeah, and what Professor like Dumbledore here, yeah. says is, he's spoken to the head of department. She now believes there is no way you would conjure the mark, and that makes me think because he told her it's Harry Potter. Yep, that was my thought too. <laughs> oh, same. I didn't even. Pick, I didn't pick that up. Huh? Yeah. It's possible that he just reasoned with her. You know, he's a twelve-year-old kid. He's not going to know anything. Um, he's been an orphan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it could work perfectly well without him revealing anything, which I imagine he would like to do. But I don't know. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, poor kid. They've had him in there. They haven't given him food or water. They put him in a room with a toilet in it. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's not going to use that. Who knows who's watching? And, you know, it's just. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he asks no Mrs. Weasley for food, and they're like, they didn't feed you anything? Or give you water? <laughs> Are they crazy? And, of so course, gets, this is sacrilegious in the Weasley house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was expecting there to be a giant plate of stuff with, in, immediately, but uh, they went a little more realistic. He gets a sandwich and some pumpkin juice, mm-hmm. but uh, it was good. Yeah, and he goes up to go to bed, and... He's almost asleep, and he hears the door open, and he's, like, startled awake, and it's Ginny. She crawls in with him for a few minutes and gets the story and then says, I better go, because Mom will kill me if she finds out I'm in your bed. Yeah. Hmm. Or even in your room. Yeah, just a little. And we shift into her point of view as she's heading downstairs for a drink, and she overhears Bill being suspicious. Oh, yeah. Why is this strange boy in our house all the time? And why does he get my room anyway? And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I love the word that they used. Uh, where is it? Why is he in my room? William, you're here for two nights and he's staying all summer. It's unfair to turf him out. I like that turf him out phrase. <laughs> That's a good phrase. Yeah. Sometimes he kind of uses, uh, I'm sorry, he. Sorry, Bear. I'm sorry. Um, he uses some American. Uh, every once in a while, I'm like, wait a minute, that's very American thing to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At least it sounds like I don't me. know whether turf out is a British thing or not. Yeah, I yeah, I think it sounds sort of Britishy. We'll see. Okay, let's, let's ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay, someone read that down because I'm not going to remember. No, I'm I'm asking right now. Hang on. And uh, Bill is just not sure about all this. I mean, he's a boy, and he keeps hanging around with him, and what if they... And uh, Arthur is like, if they start dating, we'll talk about that then. And Ginny's like, Oops. I've I never thought of that. that. Yeah, good job, Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in their kind Well, I guess they're not dating, but you know, they're, she's just going to put that in her head now, and she's like, uh, wait a minute. He's like a brother. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Is he? Really? Is he a brother? Mm-hmm. She did blush when she fell on top of him in the porky, so yeah. you never know. Yeah. She's getting there. Hello, I would blush too falling on a mall. That's true. Whether it was somebody related to you or not. Mm-hmm. No. And the answer is yes. It means to throw out. Well, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, well, I knew a, that too. But yeah. It is a British. It's a phrase that I know. Okay. It is a legitimate British mm-hmm. turn of phrase. And we switch back to Adam for the morning, and Rita Skeeter has been at it again and written an article which he does not approve of very much. No. And they have pictures of him which really upset him. Yes, he does not want any attention whatsoever because attention always means they're going to throw you out again. Yeah. And he explains that to uh, Ginny a little later, I think. Not this chapter, I guess. She just uh, laughs it off, and he's cheered up a little bit. And we go through the rest of the summer and until Arthur sends a message from the ministry to warn about the dangerous convict who escaped from Azkaban. So we learn about Sirius Black and who he is and apparently killed 13 people with one curse, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And everybody's solemn for about half a second, and then Fred and George say, Okay, Quidditch! <laughs> <laughs> Let's yep. go. Yeah. 
And then we switched to Remus's point of view, which we haven't got so far this story. Nope. And it's September 1st. He's asleep on the train. Mm -hmm. And this time, Ron and Hermione have apparently found somewhere else to go. Because it's just Ginny and Adam who are coming into the compartment. Mm -hmm. No, I think... Wait. No, you're right. They found somewhere else to go. I was like, are they prefix yet? But yeah, no, they're not. No, not quite yet. And this time, nobody knows that there's a vacancy because last year Hestia Jones was Dark Arts professor because mm-hmm. Remus was off hunting up who is Adam Winters. And, yes. um, that sounds like a good game show. Who is Adam Winters? <laughs> like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> In Mac's basement, we know this. Yes, we do know this. He's there. <laughs> and so they stop, and Ginny's like, we're not there yet. Why have we stopped? And Remus realizes the same thing, and he starts to sit up, and Harry asks, and it does say Harry, not Adam here. Harry, do you know why we stopped? Because Remus thinks of him as Harry. He does not think of him as Adam. Mm-hmm. And Remus is and just speechless because all of a sudden Harry's in front of him, and now what do we do? He's talking to me. He's talking to me. Yeah. Yep. So. He sounds like the teenage girl with a crush, <laughs> but not Man exactly girl. the same thing. Yeah. And the Dementors come, and yeah. Yeah. He, Remus starts to leave to check what's going on, but then all the lights go out, so he comes back in and manages to pull himself together enough to drive the Dementor off. And he's pretty sure he knows what's going on with Harry hearing a scream, but he doesn't want to say, so he mm-hmm. gets out of there. Right. Did you scream? I don't think I screamed, said Jenny. Somebody screamed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's later that day, Adam is sitting in the hospital wing being annoyed because <laughs> he's being fussed over far too much. Oh, yes. And they like fed him chocolate, pleasures. which was nice, but, you know, he's kind of full now, and they keep trying to feed him more. And this is where they have, well, they talk a little bit about what it was that Ginny was hearing. Right. So it's sort of planting the idea that it's not necessarily things that are there that you're hearing. Because she heard Tom mm-hmm. calling her a stupid girl and saying that he was going to kill Adam. And they get to the Great Hall just in time for the announcement about a new professor and don't mess with the Dementors. And, oh, by the way, we're having a Triwizard Tournament. (laughs) Yes, because Professor Jones had to step down due to her mother's ill health. Yes, unfortunate. What a quinky dink. Yeah. It's the curse. We learn a little bit about the Triwizard Tournament. Not very much, just a bit. And friends immediately start plotting. Yep. The twins are up to something. They're always up to something. Off they go. And we have Remus, who's followed Albus back to his office after the welcoming feast. And he tells tells him him. what he thinks was going on with the Dementors. And Dumbledore says, you know, you really should get used to calling him Adam. We wouldn't want you to slip up and let the cat out of the bag. Remus eventually agrees, even though he's still not so sure about this idea. He's not going to budge Albus, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we hear about Sirius having muttered, he is at Hogwarts and having the paper in his cell with a picture of the people in the top box. 
and it's really it's really (laughs) don't you just want to scream it's scabbers people it's really scabbers it's really scabbers i'm interrupting this podcast for an announcement trisha Mm -hmm. you you will enjoy this my sister-in-law just posted on facebook true story Taylor Lautner, uh-huh. yes, Jacob, oh, <laughs> was just at my parents' house and my mother did not bother to call me until afterwards. What the heck? <laughs> it does not say okay. why he was at her parents' house. Yeah! But I thought you would enjoy that. There you yeah, go. that's something my mother would do to me, too. I know. <laughs> That's your special news bulletin for the podcast. Special news bulletin. Sorry, I know I should. Oh, we should have it. I love how we did yep. that stereo. No, very yeah. well. Cool. Very nicely yeah. done. Yes, it's a Pittsburgh thing. It's a Pittsburgh thing. I sent a message to find out why he was there. We'll find out if we we learn the meaning of the podcast. Did he take his shirt off? I suspect out. not. Yeah, me too. Being, you know, it's Let me dream. September. Don't ruin my fantasy. It's September and August, though. It's probably 100 degrees there. Mm. Oh, yeah, that he needs to take his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird there. So and we're back to Ginny's point of view. Well, since we're still sort of slightly off topic, guess who's in Portland today, tonight? Susan. I don't know. Robert from Spellcast. Well, that's exciting. Hi, Robert. Yeah, I know. I'll go see him this week. Anyhow. Okay, I'm sorry. Go back to <laughs> back podcast. to your regularly scheduled program. Such a bad podcast host. <laughs> um, we're way off course. Yeah, so he's in the hospital wing. They're just getting back to the oven room. And is confronted by people wanting to know, so did you do it? And he's like, what, huh? (laughs) And it comes out that it's the dark mark thing. And he's like, no, leave me alone. And it's apparently very fearsome for a second year. Mm -hmm. And this is where they have the discussion about sometimes attention can be good. And Ginny kind of likes to get a little bit extra attention because she's a child of one of seven and uh, so they acknowledge their differences but it doesn't look like he's going to be any happier with it anytime soon and then we move to the next day and Ginny is skipped with excitement as oh she skipped with excitement as uh, she walked down I thought it was a new phrase I was excited this is a new one I'm going to start using it I'm skipped with excitement I I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> it's because I read it wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be quiet now. I'm getting into way too much trouble. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, you know. The podcast that never ends. This is the song that never ends. I knew that it was for the comic so we have a notice about Hogsmeade, and they are chattering about <laughs> that for a while. And then they head off to Care Magical Creatures class, which is Ron and Hermione are always saying is really great, except that they're doing flopper worms. 
Yeah. They're very boring. And we skip a week to the first Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson, which happens to be the Boggart lesson again. I guess he found more than one. That's good. Or maybe he just drives the same one back into its cupboard for each of the years. I don't know. You know what? I wonder if there's any laws about torturing Boggarts. I'm sure there's not. Because, I mean, he's really torturing the poor thing. I mean, I really think you need to to sick Hermione on this and just let, let her have at it for, you know, creatures and creature <laughs> rights and things like that. That's to be a nuts fanfic. The poor tortured Boggart. I'm so Aww. confused. Yeah. And she goes <laughs> off and Remus. She didn't have to put Remus in jail. That would be very bad. We don't want I'm not that. Enough, I'm not enough. Well, this would be after Deathly Hallows, and and we know how Rivas ended up there, so it'll be fine. Don't oh, worry about right. it. <laughs> she moves yeah, on from House Elf to Bogarts. Yeah, and Tom yeah. and Tom comes to his aid. Does it? Wait a minute. Am I remembering this correctly? Doesn't the Bogart blow up at the end of the ridiculous spell? Like, no, he just turns. Really, do it? Yeah. But you can just you can also just drive it away. That's what Lupin does with his um, his moon in the in the book. He sort of herds it back into, the closet, back into the, the closet. closet. But if you're really laughing, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't it doesn't explode. I think they, yeah, they blow up that one in the third book. But then the one that they're using to train Harry with he keeps going because he needs to use it. So, but I'm not sure if they blow up the one in this fic. Torture is not okay, but blowing them up is. <laughs> that's the point I was going for. Well, you know what? That's at least an instant death where it's just uh, sitting there and just like, it's like Chinese water torture keeps on getting tap, 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 tap. Okay. Can we get back to the subject at hand? Maybe. Yeah, society for the proper treatment of Boggarts just doesn't have. The okay, same so way. you're not helping the broad, <laughs> helping the issue. Anyhow. You're usually the man of reason here. Okay, well, so we get through the the lesson, and this time the giant spider is dressed in a frilly pink dress instead of having to tap dance or roll around with no legs, and. Collins is apparently the basilisk, which actually makes sense, and mm. that's startling to Ginny. But it becomes the Jack in a Box, which I'm not sure would be any less creepy than the clown Jack in a Box, but um, it works for them. Clown Jack in the Box was really creepy of the movie. Like I don't know how that was funny. Yeah. But okay. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty... the lighting, the angle. When we actually went and saw it, it wasn't that bad. But it was the oh, way they I were just don't like it. how like, it came down on you, and then it came back up, and it was like, Rah. okay. It's supposed to make Remus think that Voldemort's about to appear in his classroom. Yeah. And this time he has to give a different excuse. He, he stops both Ginny and Adam from doing it, but it's not so obvious. They're just the last ones in line, and he's like, oh, right, that's enough for today, and heads off. And they're like, uh, wait, why didn't we get to? And he said, um... I thought it was going to turn into Tom Riddle, and you probably wouldn't want to explain that. So he yeah. just goes off because he's still not really comfortable uh, looking at Adam a lot because he thinks of him as Harry all the time. Right. Okay. My thing is, did they pl- did they play the swing music while doing it? I don't know. They don't mention the swing music. 
I think that it, was a movie It can be movie. there in your reading enjoyment. Oh, it does. I hear... Or however how the hell it goes. <laughs> Stick it in there for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to go find some music for this, I can tell. I've got that one. Hey, we so try. Have, good, good, good. Yeah, I've got the Prisoner of Azkaban soundtrack. Ooh, I need that. And Ginny has a good idea. Time out. Mm-hmm. Long story short, my dad was selling his friend something. My dad did not even recognize him, even when he introduced himself. Mom did, though. Again, what the heck? <laughs> he was selling. What was he selling so I can make sure I have some so I can sell to him? <laughs> well, he had to sell. Now you have to find something new to sell him. Do you just publicize on Craigslist? <laughs> We're not getting anywhere on this podcast. <laughs> so, I think we're going to you. Scott's really trying to keep us on, and usually I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's fun. <laughs> we're only on chapter four, people. <laughs> yeah. This is true. We're less than halfway there. God, we need to, we need to pick up the pace. So, Ginny and Adam head back to the common room and find Ron and Hermione in the aftermath of one of their spats about Scabbers being ill. And he says, why don't you ask Hagrid what's wrong with Scabbers? And Hermione's like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) (laughs) So, yay, Ginny. Yay, Ginny. And look, we're on to chapter four. Next chapter, which is really five. This will be the halfway point. (laughs) Woohoo! Yes, yeah, well, can we do it less than an hour? Chapter the the fourth official chapter because of the prologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we're on to October twentieth. We've skipped quite a bit, mm-hmm. and they're having defense again because it's the best lesson. Of course, and yes. she, Ginny, wishes some of the others were more like that because you know charms yeah, and transfiguration are fun, but they're really hard, and they're still doing the flobber worms and the creatures class, and that's just boring and. Arithmancy is interesting, but it kind of makes your brain Hurts. wobble. So, um, and this is the infamous ears. Snape coming to class now. Okay. Yes, it is Snape's turn to be the substitute. Go on. And he sets them on werewolves. Oh, I get the impression he did that with every single class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone? And the first years would be like, where what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not in our textbook. Mm-hmm. It is now. Have this one. <laughs> now, who can tell me the difference between a werewolf and a true wolf? And I love it. Anyone? Anyone? I have this Bueller. whole Bueller. That's exactly Bueller. 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 Yep. Bueller. 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 I feel like there. that's dating us very badly, though, unfortunately. Yeah. I now. can blame it on my sister. It was her favorite for a while. Thanks, Scott. Throw us under the bus there. <laughs> yep, y'all absolutely. You're a baby, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though. It's a good show. My, it's amazing looking at pictures of them now, though. It's weird. Yeah, my brother <laughs> needed a, They borrowed a movie last night, and they took home the producers that has him in it. Oh, gee. So they have to make it. They have to do two rolls of parchment on how to recognize and kill werewolves. And 
Ginny compares him unfavorably to Lockhart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Recognize and kill. He's not trying to to set up anything against Lupin, is he? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Werewolves in class? Never. And we move on another 10 days to the 30th, and it's the arrival of the other schools. And I am very glad that Bear has followed the book convention and had actual co-ed schools from both of them. Because, yeah, yeah it just uh, people are often overwhelmed by the movies. And, mm-hmm. and the butterflies. I, you know what? I think they should have, like, um, did a little bit of a slight. He could have done a little slight. Because I thought, I would think the butterflies would be all girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we have much the same greetings as we would have had because there's nothing to change that. And Adam teases Ginny about being rather fond of Crumb. And uh, she just shoves him and walks off. Mm-hmm. And for once, the three champions are the only champions. Yes. Everyone cheers for the various things, and nothing untoward happens on October 31st. It's the 19th when Adam tries to go to Hogsmeade and gets stopped. Yeah. But we knew that was going to happen. Yep. And apparently okay, who, Dumbledore's who, waited who for the last moment to tell him. to be which, a champion? Yeah. I, Sorry. I don't know. I don't think I was expecting it. I, I was expecting it because I knew because it was canon, but I'm kind of glad that it wasn't. I'm like, oh, good. I'm like, Cedric's not going to die now. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Well, and because, I mean, nobody knows who there, Adam is, so. so there's no reason to put right. him in the goblet. Mm-hmm. That's true. Adam Withers, too? What? Yeah. Hmm? Who's that well, guy? The goblet probably wouldn't recognize it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because it's Remus and not fake Moody, there's nobody to sneak him in, so. Right. And we have, yeah, they're in line to go to Hogsmeade, and because... Mm-hmm. Somebody it does make me wonder, though. I just thought of that now. Where Barty Jr. is in this, because he's obviously escaped and cast the dark mark, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been infiltrated into the school the same way. So he must be doing something else. He's helping Peter. Mm-hmm. No, because Peter's still in. No, he's not. He's probably the one that's helping Voldemort. Since Peter's oh, yeah, because Peter school. never escaped. Yeah. yeah. Right. That works. We can do that. So Ginny goes to Hogsmeade, but it's not really as fun with nobody to go there with. Mm-hmm. So she wanders around a little bit, gets some extra sweets from Honeydukes, and heads back. Stinks up behind him in the common room and makes him leap a foot again. Mm-hmm. She seems to like doing that. She does. I think my nephew is related to her somehow because he walks around <laughs> and scares people all the time. Mostly oh. my mom, but still. Yeah. And we move on to November the 24th, because it's the first task. Yay! And look what the hell was that? That would have been Bonnie shaking. She was just as excited about the first task as they were. Yep. (laughs) I was like, you got cowbells? (laughs) Dog tags. Oh, now she's grunting. (laughs) Well, she stand in for the dog that uh, Cedric conjures to defeat the dragon. Okay. She's going out, though. All cue, right. the, cue the door sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay, Charlie's there. Yeah, uh, and Ginny's a little miffed because he didn't say, but mm-hmm. uh, Adam says, well, he probably would have 
let the secret out that there were dragons if he'd let anybody know. So Right. And this is pretty straightforward. It's, you know, Crumb does what he did and Fleur does what she did. And mm-hmm. yeah. We don't hear the details about uh, Crumb's eggs getting trampled. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen in this one. I'm not sure. I can't remember whether he got 45 points in the original or not. But, um, I can't remember. Fleur gets a few less points because she gets her robe set on fire. fire. In this version, it's because the dragon started snoring, which I thought was fun. Yeah. I think that actually isn't that. Canon? I thought it just didn't quite fall asleep. It woke up again as she was kind of approaching, and then got her. But I don't. I'm not sure we actually know because all we get in the book is Bagman's uh, overdramatized mm-hmm. announcing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have. Cedric and he grabs the egg and is out and everybody cheers and everybody's happy and all of a sudden it starts getting cold and dark. Sir. Quidditch match yeah. moment. Yes. The yeah. Dementors were drawn to all the excitement. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he hears Tom in his head and his uh, that would be Jenny. Oh well, no. yeah, I guess he does too. Yeah. Yeah. Stand aside. This is my last warning. Stand aside, girl. And he actually gets to see things this time instead of just hearing things. And he kind of faints. And in the next chapter, Ginny also starts hearing Tom, but she knows what that means now. So she heads over to see what's going on with Adam and finds him crumpled on the floor. Mm-hmm. Tries to wake him up. Nothing works. And uh, Lupin comes over and Heads him for the hospital wing. Right. Because he's gone head first into the row in front of him. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Adam wakes up again. He seems to be generally all right. And they talk a little bit about what it is he saw. And he's worked out that he's seen his mom because she said, not my son. Right. And her hair was kind of like yours, Judy. And I think I heard her actual voice. And yeah, and... Professor Lupin is looking more upset than is warranted by this description. Mm-hmm. And he says, I need to go and heads off. Well, first they ask what spell would have a green light. And yeah. He says, and he has to tell them it was yeah, the killing curse. The killing curse. And he's like, I saw my mom being killed. And that's where he's like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And Jenny finds that a little bit amusing. It, uh, mm-hmm. it bothered Lupin more than it did him. And he says, well... You know, at least uh, I've got some memories of her now, so that that's something. And Remus goes storming into Dumbledore's office. Yeah. And uh, they have a small discussion about that. And Dumbledore tells him, I think you should teach him the Patronus charm. All right. I'm going back to take care of this. Good day, Headmaster. Slightly perturbed. And that's about where I got to my reading, but uh, I will continue on as we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Ginny who's writing lines because she uh, punched somebody, I think, or she, like, oh, Draco had been taunting, taunting Adam for fainting, and they'd ignored Adam him for a good almost week. punched him, but she, she hexed him. Stinging hex to his bits, no less. Yeah, that's <laughs> worth lines right there. Yeah. I missed that bit. <laughs> I'm thinking Draco really wish she'd missed that bit too but you know <laughs> yes well and finally comes in she's really excited she's just been to the library uh 
Yeah. But that's actually what she's excited about. She's excited about the ball. Yes, mm-hmm. because Victor Crumb asked her to the ball. Mm-hmm. But she's like, if you really want to keep this a secret, you need to come down because you're floating on air. I guess that's why we were told about the library is because Ginny's just got out of her detention and it's late and they're not supposed to be out. Yeah, she mm-hmm. stuffed in the bathroom. Yeah. And I have expected it to be Myrtle's bathroom and I kept waiting for Myrtle to show up. Yeah. Just that would have been mm-hmm. Ah, spider! Then... Can we panic now? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's six foot big and in pink dress, there's nothing to worry no. about. <laughs> Yep, not, no spider, no more. See Trisha on a on a. Trisha, you're chair. not supposed to kill them. Yeah, spiders are good finders. You <laughs> they're good finders. Do you remember Mike? Mike, who was terrified of of cockroaches, but would let spiders live in his house? They're they're good luck. Well, that I one wasn't very good luck. <laughs> that one wasn't very lucky, <laughs> apparently. I got a lot of freaking spiders in this place. You know what? Trisha what? takes the Garfield approach. Yes. <laughs> 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 kill it? I'm going to have to All teach right. a whole new group of kids not to squish bugs this year, I can tell. I'm going to put you ah. on my list. <laughs> catch and release. Catch and release. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of yeah. catching and releasing, there, mm-hmm. we're back to December 1994. Mm-hmm. And they're talking charms. about cheering charms. Mm-hmm. And Which Neville asked Jenny to go can to the can cause ball. hysterical laughter if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love to laugh. <laughs> Loud and long and clear. I love to laugh. <laughs> it's getting worse every year. Yeah. So, yeah. So we go golf me comes out of Neville's mouth, and he asks Jane to go to the ball. She's elated, and she says, of course. And, and Adam so, is staring Adam at can't. his parchment yes. very fixedly. Adam is mm. not I wonder what... happy about this. Nope. Yep. And he sort of storms off after a little bit of time. Yep. And Jenny's like, what is wrong with him? And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh. Wait, he's jealous. No one's asked him to the dance. So she thinks he's sure. jealous <laughs> about getting to go to the dance, not he's yeah. jealous of her. That's the other way. Yeah. And also, Jenny's uh, not too swift in this spec, I gotta say. I liked her little conversation with Hermione, though. She's like, um, did you think about going with Ron? And Hermione says... He spent the entire day after McGonagall announced it asking her about advice who he should ask. Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're back to Christmas December Eve. December 24th, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And Ginny's got some nice dress robes. She does. Yep. And she keeps looking herself in the mirror and thinking, this is not me. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. She spends a long time on her hair. It's, she does like the spinning around, but has to convince herself not to be shy. Mm-hmm. And she walks down, and he's kind of disappointed that she hadn't been able to find a date for Adam so he could come too. But he grins at her and tells her she looks awesome and uh, says, go on, have a good time. Right. But, uh, of course, he waits he on a girl. He sleeps in the chair. And he's watching when they come back, and, of course... 
Neville gives her a little kiss, and then he sees that green-eyed monster, and the chess monster comes out, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. And he actually thinks he's jealous about not getting to go as well. He doesn't quite have it worked out either. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Well. Slightly confused when he heads off to bed. Uh, how old is he? Thir- well, technically he's 14, but he thinks he's 13. Yeah, oh, you know it's what? Small for his age. It, 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 it's, it's best that he's confused. Mm-hmm. And so we skip off to January. Yep. Having another. Yeah, I know, I know some 40 year olds are still confused. <laughs> <laughs> and so he stays after class due to uh, Professor Lupin's request. Mm-hmm. And um, the headmaster has requested that he be taught the Patronus charm. So unlike in canon where Harry goes to Professor Lupin, you know, Professor Lupin say, hey, I need to teach you this thing because, yeah, bad stuff happens and you're finding out too much. So mm-hmm. we have to stop that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I love that he says, well, Ginny has the same problem. She hears Tom too. So can we both take lessons? And of course, Remus, who has realized that they're joined at the hip, says, Sure. And they also they have about... a conversation about the blood test. Because yeah. uh, Professor Dumbledore took a sample from him in his first year. And Lupin says, oh, and what did he tell you about that? Nothing. Don't Nothing. worry about it. Yeah. Says, Nothing yeah. came uh, about. I think you should talk to him, but he might not be able to help. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He's really wishing he could tell somebody, but um, he's not allowed. He's made that promise. Yep. And, yeah, it's, you and know, it's go true. see, it's I, I love it. Go see Dumbledore. Oh, Dumbledore's not going to do anything but offer me a lemon sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they decided. Yeah, he to- really doesn't have anywhere to start with the research because, you know, all he knows is she has red hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people. On itself is not really very helpful. No. But he decides to go ask McGonagall. Mm-hmm. And they, they decide to do that on Saturday. So they go see her, and he, he's not quite sure how to start, but he starts and he says, you know, when the Dementors come, I see a memory. And I, I see it's, you know, I see my mom. And she's, you know, gets all, oh my, and stuff. But she pretty much tells him that there's not much she can do either. Yeah. And there's nobody with the same surname as him. Mm-hmm. Round. So they think he's a muggle. He's muggle born. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I just wanted to try. He decides that he's just going to let it go. He's like, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. The, the professor is pretty impressed with the maturity of Adam. But really, there's nothing more that he can do. And he just wants to move on. So that's right. what he tries to do. And he's kind of excited about these lessons because it's. A new spell, and he really doesn't like the matters, so... Yeah, yeah, he likes new spells and stuff like that. We're in Professor Lupin's office, and he teaches them the Expecto Patronum spell, and the Patronus... And they talk about the shapes and, and everything, and so they give it a try. Mm-hmm. And Ginny And they get a first. little bit of mist. From, yeah, Ginny gets a little bit of mist, which is more than anybody usually gets on the first try. Yeah. And Adam then follows, and he has a little bit more of a white mist. And, you know, Professor Lupin is quite pleased. And they try a couple more times, but then he's going to leave some things. 
If we leave it there for tonight. <laughs> it's getting, they're getting tired because, you know, they're <laughs> spending magical energy. Bless you. Excuse me. And Excuse me. Sorry. So they talk about what memory they use. And Ginny said, I used my first Quidditch game. And Adam said, me too. But Ginny, of course, being cheeky, says, why would you use my first Quidditch game? So, yeah, I think that, that some of the tension of the date and the Yule Ball is, is dissipating for the time, but it's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's the 14th, and he realizes it's another day he's not going to get to go to Hogsmeade. Correct. But Ginny comes in, and she's looking a little weird. He says, want to go for breakfast? And she says, I'm going for Hogsmeade for a little bit, because um, Michael Corner asked me to go. And he's like, who is he anyway? And he tells her to have a good day, but the jealousy monster yeah, yeah. is drawing away. surge of anger. Yep. <laughs> yep. She says, you don't mind, do you? Of course not. No, yep. I want to die. I'm just stuck here. But mm-hmm. lo and behold, our, our fabulous twins come to the rescue. They do indeed. Yeah, I... Map. Yeah, I can see the twins, even though, like, I mean... Yes, they know something's going on, something's going to happen with them, but they still are like, okay, you know, we're still going to help you. You're a good guy and everything like that, because they could be real buttheads. Ron, yes, he'd be the butthead because he's so thick, because he doesn't see it. But the twins can't. Yeah, Yeah, he's a friend of their sisters. I mean, for them, mostly Harry was a friend of their brothers. It wasn't that he was Harry Potter that made them give him the map in the first place. So. And, and he was on the Quidditch team. They know Harry as a person, not just as a friend of the siblings, of their siblings. So, so of course, they introduce the map, and we get Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. And, you know, he heads we, off we to learn. the one-eyed witch. That's all yep. pretty much the same. And, uh, again, he's almost caught by the guy coming down for more jelly slugs. Yep. But what's kind of cool is that Adam's name's not on the map. It's a nameless right. footprint, mm-hmm. which is kind Because of... he's been blocked. Yep. yep. Which does kind of uh, lend some credence to the idea that it's a map-based spell that uh, Peter used, or at least it and... affects the same things. Yeah. And so he finds Jenny, and he whispers, and she's not having a great time. Mm-hmm. And... Michael's coming on a little strong. A little? Just a bit. bit. (laughs) Hint, he could not take. She's really excited to see him and says he was an arse and why do you need a kiss to have a good day and and everything. So she's just rambling on and Mm -hmm. suddenly Adam didn't know quite what happened, but he felt his lips meet hers and he felt a tingling sensation all over his body. It was unlike any feeling he had ever felt before. It was strange, scary, and good all at the same time. He's like, oh no, I've kissed Jenny. I've ruined everything. And so we flip perspectives and and Jenny actually... Yeah, he runs away. <laughs> Typical. And she's like, he just kissed me. And then before she realizes it, Adam bolted. And she stood there for a second, and but then dashed after him. She needed to follow him and probably thought he'd done something wrong. And they she knows head him. She towards, knows him well. Yeah. And they end up, I think, heading towards the Shrieking Shack. And he kind of just stops. Or no, I think he heads home. He, he heads back to the door. Yeah, he goes back to the pump. He's, he's in his room. 
Yeah, and he's hiding on his bed, and she asks him, why did you run? And he thinks he did something wrong because she was just complaining about Michael. And so he kissed her and it's like, well, I'm your friend. I don't don't you don't want to be my friend anymore, do you? And he just feels like he's done so much wrong. And Jenny kind of just says, I didn't want to kiss Michael, but I don't mind kissing you. And ultimately, they figure out they like each other. And this is kind of adorable. So what, like, Adam says, "Uh, so what does this mean? And Jay says, I'm not sure. He says, are we, like, boyfriend and girlfriend now? And Jenny replies, yes. But he asks, can we keep it a secret? I don't think my parents or brothers want me to have a boyfriend yet. And, of course, Adam takes that to me way too personally. Oh, yeah. But he agrees to keep the secret. And it's like, what do we do now? And, of course... It's a kissing book, so they ended up kissing. Ew! 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 This is about to be a kissing book. I'm kissing again. Someday you may not mind so much. You didn't tell me. You told me this wasn't a kissing book. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Scott, you with us? Did we lose Scott? This is just us. It's us. Oh my okay, god. Well, <laughs> what and the Pittsburghers have taken him. We have to wait for Sue to come back. We took over. We took over. <laughs> well, let's do? keep going. Yeah. Because okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be here until like 12 o'clock. Hey, I'm going to be here till 12 o'clock too. It's not like we're in different I, time zones. <laughs> I know. I'm a, you're younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, we hit chapter. February. Yeah. We're on chapter yes, seven. Second, second cast. And. So, yeah, it's the second task, and Adam and Ginny have just been smitten, and she's been walking on air, and she and Adam have made good use of the free time they've had. And I feel like this is a bow chicka bow wow moment. Bow chicka bow wow. And. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that. No, it's not a bow chicka bow wow It's kissy. It's kissy. They don't oh, okay. know. What, they don't. It's the blind leading the blind. They don't know what the hell is going on. This is true. <laughs> so, Ron just suddenly comes thought. in. What? It's got, like, did anybody else get dropped or just me? Just you. <laughs> yeah. we, Hell, we don't know how to uh, fix it. <laughs> we, we have taken over. <laughs> don't know how. <laughs> Refusing to send my bus. We don't know how to, to fix. Who's doing it? Okay. Anyhow, sorry. Well, Sue's still gathering the chickens, so we're trying to speed this <laughs> thing along in our own uh, manner. <laughs> they all say how boring it is because it's nearly an hour. No one knows where anything is. They say somehow Hermione's involved with the hostage uh, situation. The hostage situation. And yeah. then first person that sh- shoots up is Fleur. Fleur yeah. the recruit. Without her hostage. The only thing I could think of is just like, who gets the poor little girl? Um, I think, I think what? 
I think the mer people bring her back. Yeah, I would think so. But yes. So then Victor, oh, I'm sorry. Then Cedric pops up with yeah. Cho, and Victor returns with Hermione. And the, the crowd was kind of silent, but because they were unable to see what was happening. So they, the judges come out. Fleur uh, um, earns 25 points, Victor earns 40, and Cedric earns 47. I don't get this whole scoring theme. Like, is it 50? Like, is that 60? Like, yeah, I get that 47 is better than 25 and 40, but really, I want, like, a a rubric. I want to see how they're scoring. Like, you know, is it all sevens? Like, is it, like, the Olympics? So, Or 10. Yeah, or 10. Is he, like, Natarina Barapalova or whoever the, the famous gymnasty people who, who got the perfect tens are. <laughs> Nadia Komenich. Yes, that's it. So, anyway, Cedric, you know, pauses, you know, for effect and gets his 47 points and Ginny's really excited, but she couldn't, uh, she was glancing around that there were no Dementors there and Adam was doing the same thing. Yeah. And so they go, they're going back into this thing and now we have the prisoner of Azkaban set up. The fat yep. lady, the fat lady's gone, and what's going on? And and everybody, they all go to the great hall, and they're all sleeping in the great hall. They're trying. And they say that. And he and Sirius Black's trying to get into the Gryffindor Tower, but no one understands why. Now, granted, Dumbledore knows, and Lupin knows, and I think Snape suspects that something is going on. Go on. Because, you know, he's always suspecting that something's going yeah. on. You know, but because Adam isn't Harry Potter, we have no idea. The general populace has no idea why Sirius would even want to come close to, to Hogwarts. So they're in the Great Hall and they bunker down because that's where the Gryffindor Tower is going to sleep that night. They have the, now it's a whole conversation between Albus and Sirius about how he thinks Lupin is helping Sirius. Yep. And so that's the whole big big thing they're like why do you think he's saying that and they move off the conference they go to different conversation yeah so we we come to the next day and they approach professor lupin for their next class and and she tells him about the conversation that was overheard she tells adam you know they talk about the conversation and Uh -uh, wait 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 we're missing the best thing jenny which is is no i'm getting there oh wait we're not, I'm just, we're at March 2nd. Yeah, we're doing the Patronus first, not before she confronts them. No, but because she's talking about kidding. confronting them. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Listen to what I have to say. <laughs> this is what happens when it's just the two of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Adam and, and Jenny go in and, you know, he's focusing on it and he shouts Expecto Patronum and he still gets the mist. But then it's Jenny's turn and I will let you talk about that. Thank you. And I love when my text readers is Expo Patronum instead and instead of Patronum. I think it's funny. So, okay. Anyhow. But Jenny does it, and she does extra, or, oh, God, now I can't even say it. And it comes to be expecto patronum, and it becomes almost a big, full patronus. And they're like, Adam's like, well done. And Lupin just asks, 
that was a really more powerful memory. What did you use? She goes, yeah. And he's, and Lupin kind of looks at her. I think he kind of knows. He's like, I guess you're not going to tell, huh? I think so. <laughs> I said it was cute. It was cute. Oh, oh! Sue, you have to add Scott again. He's already added. It's ringing okay. anyhow. Okay. Oh, okay. So we've been talking for about five minutes. Oh, just, <laughs> okay. It's pretty amusing, just the, the two of us rambling back and forth. And then we got... Yeah, we got one fight. It's the pint burgers. <laughs> it is. Oh, God. That was I, a very New York accent, though. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> you couldn't do that while Scott was gone? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so how far did you get? I don't think they did oh. anything after you left, Scott. I think they just sat and talked. Hey, yes, we did. We got it to the point where Jenny does her Patronus, and Lupin kind of is like, what's your what's your memory? She goes, yeah, I'm not going to tell, kind of thing. Mm, okay. so, and now Jenny's going to just, Jenny just comes out and just confronts Lupin of like, no, this is what we've heard. This is what we've overheard. Why are you helping Sirius Black? Kind of mm. thing. Okay, so are we it on chapter seven now? Uh, is that one? Yes. All right, I am obviously need to catch up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. So, so that's uh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Here we go. Uh, now I'm it. Okay, hold on, because I look I went down. It's just a little above halfway down chapter seven. Yeah, and so he's like, I was in the same year as Sirius Black, and he was a Gryffindor, and so was I. And mm-hmm. Professor Snape was the same year, and Slytherin, and they're just astonished he was he was a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Then he kind of goes into the thing of um, going, I shared your room with James Potter, and Lily Potter was in our same year as well. He just kind of goes like in a little explanation, and they're kind of like, what the? Why was he trying? Why did he take this weird, strange mm-hmm. trip of um, down memory lane with them? Right. I think he did it because that's what happened in a very Potter sequel. It's <laughs> 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 my best friend's okay. best friend. <laughs> well, I think he did it because he really wants Harry to know who he is, and so he's giving him as much background as he can without actually coming out and saying anything because he's not allowed to. Yeah. True. It is, yeah, it is just being, I mean, but Harry being Harry, he's not going to get that. No, he's not. No. But Jenny might. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think she's just as dumb as he is. Depends about what. Yeah. 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 I like that the, when they finally leave the class, she leans over and says, my memory was our first kiss. And he's like, dang, why did I think of that? <laughs> right. So you did and the second so- task and all of that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're down on March 4th. March 4th. It's dark in here. And he spell that. Yes, it is. They're headed to Hogsmeade. Through the tunnels. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. And they have to wait for a crowd because they can't just sneak out of Zongos when it's mm-hmm. empty. It looks a little suspicious. Just a little. Yeah. They avoid the three broomsticks because it's a little too telling. And they end up at the Shrieking Shack. Yeah. Where they have a bit of a cuddle. Oh. Yeah. And she said, why didn't you kiss me yet? Because they've just been cuddling and giggling. And so, of course, they kiss. They're out here all alone. Yeah. (laughs) We get back to Remus. 
for the next lesson. He's waiting. Yes, he is. And Ginny... and since Harry, Adam, sorry. Go ahead. And since Adam now knows what memory he should use. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But does he? He's got to be reminded, doesn't he? Yeah. He tries it and it doesn't work. And Ginny goes over and says, "How about to kiss?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, can I do it again?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember what I told you after the last lesson? Huh? Oh, right, that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, expecto patronum, and we have a majestic stag, and Remus is like, prongs. And the kids are like, uh, how do you know prongs? <laughs> and then Remus is like, wait a minute, how do you how know prongs? You know <laughs> <laughs> we just heard the name mentioned. Yeah, uh huh. Like, it's no, just, it's just kind of that was that was cute. I thought it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I was like, how do you know about prongs? Wait, how do you know about prongs? No, how do you know about prongs? Yeah. So ultimately, Adam pulls out the parchment and reuses a map. How did Harry get it? This is a map, isn't it? <laughs> it's so amusing. It's like you could tell he's like really excited that Harry got the map because uh-huh. they always planned on passing it on, but is also in shock of You can also <laughs> tell it? that either the author or Remus is confused because every other paragraph he switches from using Adam to using Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I, I think like, it's Remus is hard. confused. Yeah. I think when you think of the, the italics that, you know, I read sometimes and not sometimes, in Remus's mind, it's Harry. It's Harry. And if Remus is observing something, like it said, where did you learn about prongs? He's observing Harry and Ginny shrink back away from him. Mm-hmm. And but then... Specifically at the bit where it's like, this is a map, isn't it? Adam nodded. And you've been using it. Harry nodded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think it just in his mind. Yeah, I think we're flopping back and forth between observer and and observee sort of a thing. So it could be a little bit better, but I think that we can make an excuse to make it work. Mm-hmm. So Remus sends them back to the common room and says, "Oh, by the way, that was one of the most spectacular patronesses I've ever seen." Yeah, well done. Yep, but they're bummed because he's got the map. Yep, I know. But the Patronus was Oh, no, cool. my... Yeah. My, my favorite... My favorite portrait's coming. Okay, what is it? Sir McDuggan. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he makes me laugh. Yeah. So, he's like, well... Well, before that, they, they talk about prongs, and mm-hmm. it doesn't make any well, sense. That makes and, sense, because he's got those yeah. spiky things on his head. Yeah. So, do you think maybe the Marauders got their names from their Patronuses? Yeah. Yeah. Hint, hint. Nudge, but. nudge. So, you boys, tilt with me. <laughs> I love that. What? I know. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're just no fun. Yep. So, they have, so they have a riff fancy. Mm-hmm. And they're working since on their they're essay. back early, they're going to work on it. Except Ron decides to interrupt them because he, he needs, needs her mind. Now. Right now. Because <laughs> he's mad about scabbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, Hermione, Ron's down there. 
And I'm going to warn you, he has a sheet with him. I have no clue what the sheet's for, but knowing my brother, it's important. I don't know. Yeah. I love Hermione's response. Oh, that's strange. I'll be right down. <laughs> yeah. And he goes into his incoherent, look, scabbers, look, scabbers, scabbers, look. <laughs> yeah. Look. But my bed sheet and he's gone. Must be that damn cat. <laughs> yeah. As he Jimmy moved to Hermione, she was now crying. She wondered how those two had survived being friends for four years without killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was a close call more than once. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm kind of surprised how they survived without. Harry. Yeah. I guess Neville gets to be the buffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. I think Neville is the buffer quite a bit. <laughs> so we move on, and there's a yell mm-hmm. in the morning, and Ginny wakes up, and That's she nice. runs out of the common room, and it's, what's going on? And Sirius Black in our room with a knife. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and is that like Professor Mustard in the library with the candlestick? Yes. All right. You know, this is not the first time that we've related Clue, and I'm usually the one who does it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So at least, um, well, I don't know if they'll put it together, but Dumbledore has the possibility to put together that he's not after Adam, seeing as he's in the wrong room for that. Right. Yep. But he'll probably just assume he thinks Harry will be in another year. Yeah. And you know... That there has got to be spells or something on the common room that let the professors know if there's trouble because McGonagall shows up mighty quick and nobody yeah. went to get her. Why are you out of bed? Yep. Back to bed now. And Sir Cadogan has his usual uh, little bit. Did you just let someone in here? Yes, I did. You did? <laughs> you didn't <laughs> ask for the password? He had them all. <laughs> It was written down on the paper. Uh, Poor Mr. I know. I just, I was just hoping maybe they wouldn't do that to him. There was no reason for that to change. So, Jenny's just kind of confused. Why was Sirius in her brother's room? Why was he even at Hogwarts? How did he get past the Dementors? Really? So, wanders off a little bit and goes, you know, I have seven essays to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and unfortunately, the next Patronus lesson has been cancelled, right. which is annoying. Yeah. Now that- Why? Because it was probably a full moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, move on a couple months. One month, yep. I guess. Full year goes on. Hogwarts is a buzz with the Triwizard Tournament. You know what I really mm-hmm. like about this is that it's actually mentioned. That there's nothing to do while the people are in these tasks. I mean, mm-hmm. the dragons were cool. You could watch that. But you the know, other two, you can see anything. You didn't see anything. And they're just like, all right, yeah. I'm bored. You know? mm-hmm. But we have well, to, we have to cheer and celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's boring while we wait in the middle. Yeah. I know they just have like an underwater cameras or something. Yeah. They have, have built set up that, that show little screens of what's going on for mm-hmm. people to look at. The so, little hovering hologram stuff. <laughs> so, not to pimp other things, but Fern's new story, 
takes place when the next generation is at school and they're having another tournament Mm -hmm. and they have due to the circumstances that happened in the forest or in the the maze last time all of the uh events events thank you you sue uh are going to have the cameras following them around and i wrote that a part of it is great because it really does give you it gives the non-champion of visibility into what's going on so it's like watching tv but i kind of felt like it was it feels like hunger games and how everything is taped yeah (laughs) Hmm, this sounds like hunger games (laughs) i I don't have to worry about that i did not see your comment but as you were saying that i didn't i've missed that part about the um tv did she post a new one today yes okay but it was it's that just a while ago it was like in her the prologue i think it was because it was like right at the beginning that it was mentioned of like the new precautions that they were taking and that, that yeah it was going to be in the tv or it might have been an additional like comment she made like mm-hmm. in I, between i kind of got mixed up while i was on my trip and went to the jk room and all of that stuff i missed a whole bunch of stuff and i went back and tried to catch up but i may have missed something here or there yeah. Yeah. So, so, but anyhow, so, it's a great story, and y'all should the go read it. Flavor, <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts with Hunger Games flavor. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. We're way on course. Back to this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you know, we can't see anything that's going on, and what does Ron want to do? He wants to get a snack. A very large snack. Uh, <laughs> How much do you eat? <laughs> and she yeah. lives with him. She should know. Yep. And probably, probably just. And suddenly, boggles her Ron mind sees too. Scabbers. Oh no! Scabbers. Let's go after him. And, and, um, can you just see like the foods flying everywhere, and he's out there trying to catch him, and yeah, searching yeah. through all the grass. Mm-hmm. And she he's says, "You better dead. apologize to Hermione when we find him, since yeah. he's not dead." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, there's a big black dog. <sighs> and they yeah. try and get their wands out, but He's faster the dog leaps at him before Adam can do it. Mm-hmm. And Ron does get it out and points it at the dog and gets charged himself and then dragged off. Yeah, kicking and screaming. Yeah. And, and so get we get to a certain to willow tree. Willow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The willow tree that we've been told not to go near. And nobody yeah, knows why. So it, it's it's so funny how they are into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they finally kind of commando crawl in, and Judy's like, this place is a dump. <laughs> yeah. But Adam knows where they are. And tricking Chuck. So up. they go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Ginny is apparently really good at getting through flying branches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she took ballet. <laughs> See, ballet helps with everything. The only girl. There you go. Mom made me. Anyway, so they're upstairs, and she tells the grubby band to get off of her brother. (laughs) Yeah, really loudly, apparently. And she hexes him with the Batbogey hex. Yay! Yay! (laughs) But it doesn't stop. He manages to disarm them anyway, even while distracted. She's talking about Ron, and he's like, who's Ron? And who are you? <laughs> yeah. And Lupin what pops in. What has Ron ever done to you? 
Yeah. yeah. So finally, Lupin comes in and he tells him to stop. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know why you're here. I want to help you. Sirius, and again, since Sirius doesn't know it's Harry, no. he, and he starts to, Harry. yeah, he starts to try and, and incapacitate Adam, and um, Lupin tells him not to. Don't hurt the boy. He almost says Harry. Almost. And so he forces Lupin to get the rat, and... Yeah, because then he, he says, how did you know? And, and Lupin says, well, when I saw Peter on the map... I was like, yeah. And while they're distracted by Sirius struggling to get scabbers, Adam steals their wands back. Mm-hmm. And he says, stop. And Black wants to kill scabbers. And Lupin says, no, because having him alive is the only way to clear your name. And Black says, I don't care. There's nothing for me to live for. I failed them, and now they're all dead. And Adam's like, what? Huh? Who has Black failed? Who are you talking about? Yep. And and so... And Crookshank um, saves the day. Yay! Because Peter gets loose and tries to head for the door, and Crookshanks appears and pins him to the ground. Yep. Is that when he turns back into a man? No, no not quite. we have another discussion about wanting to kill Lupin's him. trying to explain about to how Harry is not dead. dead. Yeah. And, so and then he turns back into a that. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tries to call and them then, my course, old friends, and uh, yeah. that doesn't go over well. You love me! <laughs> and he also and confirms that Harry's alive. Harry's alive. Mm-hmm. And that he's in the room. Right. And he said, and Lupin tells him, or he tells him to look at Adam, to look at Adam. And while Peter did make changes to his hair color, his eye color, there's still, you know, structural, like, facial structure that's the same that mm-hmm. hasn't been changed right that he still looks like james and mm-hmm. sirius is in awe and they're staring at him and muttering incoherently and he's like what is going on and then and he realizes that peter's transforming ah! it's too late oh voices and so they try and charge oh, and what the loud noises thing. I've I don't seen know. it quoted in some video or other, but I have no idea where it's actually from. Anyway. And I like Adam, because they take off after Peter, and Adam's like, I really want to go, but I need to check on Ginny, and what would she want me to do? Yeah. So he kind of checks really fast, but since they're both unconscious, her and Ron, he decides to go out and see what's... Yeah. Make sure to give Ginny her wand back first. Mm-hmm. And... Just as they're going back, neither answered him because Professor Lupin saw the moon. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was out one. last night and I looked up at the moon and I like howled a little bit, like really quietly. So, and I was just like, I did too. Oh, it's fun to howl at the moon. Yay. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It was fun. So we have a dog fight. Big fight. Wrestling. Big fight. Mm-hmm. Much howling, and he yeah. they kind of he gets the wolf away from Adam, and then Adam hears a hurt dog sound, and he's like, "Oh, I got to go help!" And the Dementors are coming, and he tries the Expecto Patronum, but he's not really strong enough to do much. Although he does get the stag, he mm-hmm. passes out. 
And Ginny comes too. It's really funny. Like Bear has this way of like the scene ends. It kind of picks up in the same action, but like different point of view. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, Adam and Harry is coming out. She's before he Jay passes. Wait. Is a bright shape. So Jenny wakes up and she's in a corner of the shaky shack and she glances around the room and she uh, revives Ron and she said, Sirius Black, the dog is Sirius Black, what happened? <laughs> and Scabbers is gone. Right. And they really don't know what happened because everything that happened with Scabbers happened while they were both unconscious. Right. So mm-hmm. neither of them have the wand and they're trying to get out of there. And Ginny's got her wand, but they can't find Ron's. So as soon as they get up there, she says to lie flat. Mm -hmm. And she hears the Specto Patronum, and they go running. And Mm -hmm. Dementors are coming in. Branches because it's frozen. Yep. And she says, "Go get help." And she goes down to do her Patronus. Yep. And hers is a large white horse. Yes. And. Just the joy that she feels from seeing that is enough to probably cast a hundred more. Yeah. Yep. And the stag apparently takes heart from the presence mm-hmm. of another. Yeah. And becomes very bright. So no time travel shenanigans are necessary. Nope. Nope. Ron's Dumbledore and Snape come down and of course Snape's like, I knew it was you. <laughs> Let him to the Dementors. And so Dumbledore actually listens. Mm-hmm. And that Scabbers was a rat man called Peter. And then Professor Lupin Sears tried to capture him. And uh, Safe, of course, accuses Lupin of being in league with a criminal. He wants yeah. to hear the whole story. And we find out that Lupin's a werewolf. And yeah. But Dumbledore's going to take Black into custody and see what he thinks. And he's going to protect him if it's warranted or turn him over if that's warranted. He's, yeah. he's being very fair yeah. here. And of course... Snape realizes he's lost out on the serious equation, mm-hmm. so he's like, where's Lupin? <laughs> and Adam answers truthfully, saying he turned into a wolf. Ginny gasps, Lupin was a werewolf, and Snape just wants the Dementors. Right. Yeah, but Dumbledore is taking charge. He's going to take Black where necessary, and he poor keys him off to somewhere. Yeah. And he yeah. tells Snape Our keys to, are used a lot in this deck. To take yeah. the kids to the hospital wing, so yeah. yep. he's got to do that. And Rebus wakes so, up the next morning feeling not so great, obviously. But he's going to find Sirius because he needs to know whether or not Adam's been bit. Yeah. And he finds out that it hasn't and all of that. Yeah, he says, we got you away from him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It was fine. And Dumbledore is decided to believe him. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. He examined his memories. Yeah, we're going to track down Wormtail. And here we find out that Sirius is ticked that they haven't told Harry that he is Harry. They haven't told Adam that he is Harry. And, you know, he finds out that Remus has known more than a year and Albus has known two years and he's living in and Remus has wanted to tell him, but he'd made that promise. And I almost remember, it's been so long since I read the first one, or I guess the second one, that it almost seemed to me like Albus had, he got him to promise that he wouldn't tell anyone and that anyone included Adam. But I yeah. almost wondered if there wasn't some sort of spell or hex on it so that he couldn't tell. 
I I don't I don't think, think so. it specifically said, but he, the loophole was there, and I think Remus respected the 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 promise that he made. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he made a promise, and he's not going to break it, lest other consequences. Mm-hmm. But. But Sirius has not made any such promise, and he is going to make sure that it gets told. Yep. So they, we, we're off to Ginny, and she asks how everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Ron. And it's like, do you believe, Adam, that Scabbers was actually in? That's the one thing, is that Ginny puts a lot of faith in Adam and thinks that she, that happens off camera, whereas Ron does not. And that's a byproduct of Ron not being Harry's best friend. Right. You know, mm-hmm. with Hermione to fix the mistakes that they get in so that he sees things. So he has trust issues with Adam. Oh, yeah. Big time trust issues. And I mean, well, it knows, happens there's some the boy that keeps hanging around his little sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. So. I mean, they know that uh, Adam saved her life in first year and all that. So there's a certain amount of credit there, but. But they don't know how, and that was a big point of dissension, particularly in the last, like, the the second book, so. Right. They share that Sirius, that Dumbledore has Sirius locked up somewhere, but that he's innocent with Hermione and Neville when they join him. And they, you know, make him promise not to tell anybody, but they do tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. And And they share, in turn, that Professor Lupin announced, or Snape announced at breakfast that Lupin's a werewolf. Of course. Yep. And so they wanted to know if Lupin had something to do with whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, it wasn't him. He was just there. So Dumbledore comes up and gets him released from the hospital wing and takes Adam Adam up to his office. Poor Jenny's. For a private meeting. Yes. And in the office are Remus and Sirius. And they basically tell Adam who he is, and he has his breakdown scene. Yep. He's not oh, Catlock's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Very much so. really upset. And Dumbledore, you know, he's like, doesn't even tell him, he just kind of hands him papers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the blood test, and it's, you know, we, we figure out how to take off the charm, and... It's like, don't you dare take off the charm. Yeah. Yeah. And Adam's really upset because Adam is his identity and he doesn't want to become Harry Potter. That's not who he is. And basically you're belittling me and saying that I should become this other person. Why can't I still be who I am? I think the most important line is that, so being Harry Potter is more important than being Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's very, it's a very valid statement because it was shown throughout this whole story that if it was Harry Potter, as we know in canon, he wouldn't have had to sit in that empty cell for a day. You know, if he was Harry Potter, there would have been, no, you know, like he would have been in the Tire Wizard Tournament. So, yes, being Harry Potter is more important than being Adam. But the mm-hmm. point is that Adam has the anonymity to kind of have a normal... It's not necessarily voice. better. Right. No. But, you know, we have Caplock's Harry, and he's just yeah. annoyed. And Dumbledore says, no, it's not, it's, it's not that it's more important you be Harry. We just thought we should tell you. And he's like, yeah, that stopped you for... Two years. That stopped hiding it two years. Yeah. 
And then he gets mad and, and tries to leave, and the door's locked, and he's like, let me out. Yeah. But I think also that along that line, so that's all I am to you, an identity to keep Harry Potter safe, which it's true. Like, mm-hmm. if you think of Voldemort of later, not Voldemort, why did I just say that? So please take that out. <laughs> Edgar, delete. <laughs> Dumbledore of later books is more manipulative and, and calculating mm-hmm. than I would say the grandfatherly Voldemort we agree that he is in, in the beginning. And I you think did it that again. You did. Voldemort. You said grandfather, really grandfatherly Voldemort. Fatherly Voldemort. A very scary thing. Which is an interesting picture, I have to say. And now we're going to have to leave that whole part in because otherwise the grandfatherly Voldemort won't make any sense and we have to leave that part in. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, go Somebody back and read what you just deleted. I did. Yeah. Somebody needs to do fan art of. Voldemort with the Dumbledore beard or something. I don't know. <laughs> or holding a baby Harry in his hands and going, kind of thing. Oh, that's wrong. That is wrong. Okay, so a grandfatherly Dumbledore, mm-hmm. we know. I think that, you know, it is a calculating move that by leaving him as Adam, he's protecting the horror crux until the right time. Right. You know, and it's all a chess match. And and Sirius is not impressed. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that went well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real well. I, I was ready to hear. Real smooth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one. And he says, you should have told him as soon as you found out, and then it wouldn't have gone over quite so badly. Yeah. And he says, you know, I wasn't in on this conspiracy, so he's going to trust me a little bit better. So we need to figure out a way that we can see each other because I've got to fix this disaster that you guys have created. And there's also the interesting moment where he says, is there anything else you're not telling him? And Alba says, Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Nope. There's the hesitation there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Nope. Not, no, he's just a horcrux, that's all. We're, we're good. Yeah, no worries. So then Adam goes in and wants to talk to Lupin. And he's still really angry. And he's brushed off Ginny and kind of gone up to bed. And Ginny's just like, what in the heck happened? Things were oh, fine a few minutes work. ago. Yep. And uh, Yeah. So he goes in and it wants, he says, I want to ask you some questions. He wants to know, do you really believe that I'm Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. And they both agree that he should have told him sooner. Right. And finally, he thaws a little bit and says, can you tell me anything about my parents? Yeah, and he gives him back the map. And he says, your father helped make this. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prawns. And he tells who everybody is. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll get together with Sirius, see if they can't find some photos or something for him to have. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much as Adam can take, so he heads off again. Yeah, and that's where he runs into Ginny, and Ginny knows something's wrong, but he's not talking to her, and he's, you know, let's go get some breakfast, and so they go and eat. He's really worried he's been bitten or something, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be a werewolf. Yeah, and finally, she just comes flat out and asks him, did you get bit? And he's like, 
laughing, you know, no, 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 that's the least of my worries. Thanks. So, mm -hmm. And he lets her know that Dumbledore's told him something about his family and his past and he, he'll share it with her soon, but he has to get it set in his mind before he can tell her. And, and then she's cool with that. Yeah. And they've kind of cheered each other up a little bit. We move on to July. Mm -hmm. They're getting in their compartment for the train back to King's Cross. And she's had a really hard time packing everything. Yeah. So they can't, they have to share a compartment with Ron and Hermione and Neville. Because they couldn't get a place of their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she says, at least now they're friends again. It isn't so bad to sit with them. Because really did frosty silence. And Adam keeps looking at his reflection. She says, I know it's lovely, but you don't have to stare at it all day. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? I got, the, I got this, uh, you're so vain. <laughs> about you. And, and they Jenny go says, on to Monday. better keep an things. eye on you or you'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And she loves Hogwarts, but she's ready to go home. Yeah. It's been a long year. It's time to go. And that is the end of the fic. It yep. is. And it's the conclusion of our coverage of these stories. But, but I, you're in luck more. that it's not the end, that no, you could go not. and read more. And yeah. they're yeah. quite wonderful. There's mm -hmm. two more completed stories and one that's in <laughs> progress that he's got quite a fair ways along, apparently. I haven't read any of the other ones past this one. He's about two to four chapters away from being done. That's the last one. That's the last one. Well, that's good to know. So. Yep. So if you start now, by the time you finish, it should be done. No, 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 no. By the time this comes out, it will be completed. It will, it will be done. Months ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tend to forget that. I tend to have, you know, shorter aspirations. And you things. forget it takes us a year to get the to get these out. Yeah. Oh, see? Mm -hmm. oh yeah, takes a year and a half. Well, yeah. <laughs> Trisha had a birthday and everything. Trisha's yeah, like, I, I didn't go out for I my had birthday. A second birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you did last year. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm listening. Like, I didn't go out for my birthday. I'm like, I went to Atlanta. I didn't go out. And I'm like, ah, rainbows. That's the day. Yeah, uh, we really just try and pick up the pace a bit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of fun sometimes. Blast from the past. And Revisit all. all these old things. So. But it was fun. I really enjoyed these stories. I don't know where I got the original link, but when I read them, I said, these would be fun to do. And it's yeah. kind of fun to have a different story about Harry and to have it, you know. Be a well-done um, one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it was a different we don't have Ron being the Pratt. I mean, he was the Pratt in the very beginning, but he comes around and stuff. It's not like usual. If you do an AU with Harry and Ron's not the sidekick, then usually Ron's an idiot and you just end up hating him and he's terrible to Harry and stuff. So it's fun to not have that full completion too. Mm -hmm. This was an interesting difference and it was plausible. Like you mm -hmm. could see all of this happening. The only thing that seems a little weird for some people is how skilled Peter manages to be to actually manage to hide him from everyone. But I as we sort of covered earlier, 
it's perfectly plausible that he could have worked that out. Mm-hmm. I really like that he's more succinct in his storytelling. Because there's sometimes mm-hmm. I read some These are nice little like, short things. They're very absorbing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, you'll want to read the entire series at once. But if you do just read one story at Doing once, that now. Yeah. you can get through it pretty easily. Right. And yet they still cover the ground. It's not like they're packed in and it seems like there's so much they left out. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, he's not, he's retelling the story of Harry Potter, but the thing is, he's not retelling it. He's not going through all the details. It's, some of the things are like, yeah, okay, I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Fill mm-hmm. in the blank, which is kind of nice. I mean, I just don't, I'm like, okay, I don't need this to be rehashed. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's as you go forward, supported on the Harry Potter canon, I think if you had no idea of anything about Harry Potter, you could probably still read these and they'd be okay. But a lot of the asides mm-hmm. and sort of in jokes and things are because of stuff we already know from having yeah. read the books. Mm-hmm. And I think that as he goes on and as he strays, as the divide between canon widens it gets more in detail. So these are each about, what, yeah. 10 chapters? And right. I think the current one's about 20. 21, we checked so. earlier. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, which is, yeah, I can, I understand that. But like I said, he doesn't rehash a lot of stuff that we already know. And I, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that he was able to combine the events of Prisoner of Az- Azkaban and Goblet together in a way that it worked. Right. Mm-hmm. It was very plausible. So, yeah, it was totally very plausible. And I think that he continues in a similar vein of taking the transformation of Voldemort in four and applies it in five in a way that is also very plausible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to keep reading and see what's going on because I've only read this far. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it. I think that they're, I think it's a really engaging story and that I've been kind of keeping up with it as a work in progress. I, I don't get each chapter as it comes out because I don't have anything that tells me when it comes out. So every once in a while I go and read the last five or whatever that have been posted. So, and I'm due to go do that again. But like I said, by the time this comes out, it'll all be finished and it, it will be all there for you to read because there is at one point in the last one a big cliff and I finished it and I was like oh dear yeah. uh, we really need to have the next chapter now because yeah. he didn't really just do what he just did he did <laughs> he did yeah. Wait, in, in sacrifice that'll yes. be fun what happened at the end of this one uh, with Ginny and the Dementor. I love Sue. I don't want to be all cryptic. La, 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 la. No. I can't believe she, she should have gotten from those two things. No. What do you mean, no? Oh, well. You guys can work it out later. It, I don't want to go, but... We need to say goodnight. Wait, wait. wait. Too. Yeah, this was a good series to cover, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that I missed the one, but you never know. I might still go back and add a voicemail. It's hard to say. I said that all this past week before we recorded this one and I still haven't so probably there won't be one but you never know (laughs) (laughs) let's say goodnight so Georgia can go to bed I want to go to bed too so goodnight 
Yeah. Did anybody else want have anything they wanted to say about it? No. I think we've made it through. Yay! Yeah. Yay! New fic next week. Yeah. Okay. Good it's night, just everybody. a one shot. Or yeah, no, it no, it's another it's, big no, giant it's one. A, it's a one shot. So. Next week's a yeah. one shot. We're having Ryan as a guest host, and then we go into Be Careful, which is going to be massive. Yeah. <laughs> and I have not finished but that. Great fun. Yes. No, me neither. Yeah. But, I don't even know if I even started that one yet. Well, uh, started so, yeah. because we're doing thirty chapters at a time. Oh, Our one shot next week is not quite as enjoyable as some of these, but it it's a really well written story. Mm-hmm. So do come back for that. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right. Good night. Or you know, whatever time it actually is for you. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.